Armstrong, Admiral Forrest, and many others, from Enterprise and many others, and you are listening to Trekmate. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmate podcast. Its continuing mission, to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trek Mate. My name's Jude Hawkins. And my name's Wayne Emery. Yes, welcome back, one and all. So uh, we did have only a slight extended break because of the way that editing works out. Uh, so, yeah, Jude, you've been away. How was your holiday? Yeah, I was off in Riser. I had a great time there. It Excellent. Was, uh, did it... you pack your hog on? Yeah. <laughs> Jamaharan aplenty. Yeah. It, it was bizarre. I had such a great time. But uh, I think I texted you to say that I've definitely got the – or had – the post-holiday blues, and it just feels like ages ago. It was literally one week ago that I arrived back in the country, but it feels like two, three weeks ago. Just strange. I always get huge holiday blues. It I'm really awful hit it. me this time, like more than I thought it was going to. I was, I was at, only in uh, Tenerife, but um, four hours away, but mm-hmm. just gave me the bug, just like, let's book as many holidays as we can over the next two to three years. So we're just let's try and escape this fucking hellhole yeah. for as long as we can. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, I'm glad that you had a nice time. Uh, what, what? While she was away, uh, before I forget, um, pe- uh, people have been listening to our latest uh, Patreon podcast, uh, the Star Trek Six one. Yeah. Cool. And uh, and Mike did leave a note on there, oh, and thank I thought. You, mate. I did think I'm going to make sure that I pass this on to Jude. And Mike said he's not sure if it's a good or bad thing, but he's seen Bone Alone. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, he's seen more than I have, because I'm pretty sure I only watched it to a certain point before I was like, that's enough. We're not watching any more of this. This is terrible. And we bought it. We bought the DVD. I'm just like, no, this is going back to the shop or it's getting sold to CEX, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, no, so he's he's also in your wheelhouse, mate. Yeah. Well, but I also, uh, I, I know I've already thanked uh, him on uh, Facebook as well, but thank you, uh, Darren, for um, leaving feedback uh, f- uh, for that podcast on uh facebook so really does uh mean a lot to us that you listen and if you want to be as cool as them guys uh head on over to patreon.com forward slash trek mate and you'll be able to uh 
listen to those episodes that we put out on there. Yeah, the last one, I presume, is a good listen. It was definitely fun recording it, and I'm looking forward to the next ones more than maybe I was in the past. Yeah. Points like sometimes it can be a struggle, but uh, with the um, some of the Star Trek movies, but uh, oh, of course, it's fun to be had either way. If if it's a good movie, it's fun to watch. If it's bad, we can have a laugh, can't we? Yeah, exactly. And and in the case of Star Trek Five, we just ended up talking about loads of other stuff (laughs) as well. Yeah. So, but yes, uh, and. You know, also, people uh, know what anyone who's uh, doing the Patreon by now knows what we're like. Whatever no, we're watching exactly. or talking about, exactly. And also, uh, just this is a direct message just for Darren right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Darren were talking on uh, the Facebook uh, comment that he left about the uh, Star Trek experience. Oh right, that, nice. that he went to uh, not experience ex- uh, exhibition that mm. was about in the nineties because he went to it in Edinburgh uh, when it was oh, up nice. there, and I uh, and I went to it in Southampton, and I uh, he was like talking about how people were creepily stroking Picard's desk. <laughs> stuff. I was like, yes, I can confirm. I was also one of those uh, creepy Picard desks. So when strokers. you say Picard desk, was it just a? It was literally his desk. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, they literally had I his didn't desk. Know that. Yeah, no, and I um, I asked him if he ever recorded it, and he didn't. And but I managed to find a video of someone doing uh, it. of uh, someone looking around. Licking the desk. Yeah. <laughs> no, Taste uh, the juices. Oh, Captain Picard's chair. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no, I found a video of the uh, Edinburgh one. I couldn't find one of the Southampton one, but I found quite a lengthy video of that. And I've linked it for you, Darren. It's over on Discord. I did tag you, but just make sure to change your notifications so you know when people tag you and stuff. So if you want it, you're going to have to head over there. But uh, also, I want this to make a recommendation uh, to listeners and to yourself, mate, mm. because a podcast that I listen to uh, regularly is called Inside of You uh, with Michael Rosenbaum, who was Lex Luger. Uh, Luger? Lex he Luger. Lex Luger. <laughs> You'd know if he was Lex Luger. Yeah, I would. I would definitely know if he was Lex Luger. Yeah, no, he was Lex Luthor from yeah. Smallville. Uh, and... So I, I, you know, I'm always, I've always been a huge Smallville fan. I know, um, yeah. But... I, I did watch. I, I tried. I did try with that show, and it just mm-hmm. didn't gel with me. Yeah. No, I don't know. I was always. I don't a think that's the, the fault of the actors, Superman. though. I, I just, just say it's the writing for me. It just, just didn't suit me. I guess I don't know. Yeah. No. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't know. Maybe because I was always such a huge mark for Superman. No, I was, well, I was I, already half I in. Was, I was a massive lover of Superman, the Christopher Reeve era when I was a kid. But uh, was you a Dean Cain Superman? I don't know. Like I was in secondary school, as you will have been at that time, and it, it was clearly very cheesy, and you can laugh about it. But I, I still watched it. I still enjoyed it. No, it started when I was in junior school. For me. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're like. Sort of same, it's about two uh, years. 
Well, I'm going to be 39 this year. Oh, for fuck's sake. How old are you? I don't know. That That's how old I am. I've lost tra- I'm, I'm not even kidding. What um, year was you born? 81. Okay, so there's three years apart. So you're going to be 42 this year. Oh, shut up. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I forget, for God's sake. I think oh, you're God. right. Yeah, I think I'm 41 now, and I'm about to be 42. But in my mind... Rubbing I'm... salt in the wound. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. I'll let you off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, in uh, on his podcast, he always has like different people on, um, just to interview and chat. And one of his latest, so, episodes, I presume, he, he is a actual real life geek. Yeah, yeah, he is. Or, he or, is. A, he or, is a huge geek. Yeah. And he uh, he's. Uh, big into the convention scene as well so he loves interacting with the fans but he had on because he previously he had a wonderful podcast with will wheaton uh on as well that's well worth a listen to if you look in his back catalog what was but then that? recent uh on, so oh no then? just oh no if you just uh his podcast is inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. So it was called that as well. It's just Will Wheaton's left for to go lick. No, 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 no. Part. I'm saying he had him on as a guest. I do oh, apologize. I thought you were saying that they had a pod no. together. No, right. I do apologize. Sorry. No, I do apologize. No, he had him on as a guest and that was really wonderful. And this uh couple uh, this past week he had uh Jonathan Frakes on. Nice. Yeah. And it was it he's I think I will seek that out. His interview style is very chilled out, very relaxed, and he just likes to like dive into what makes people tick and about like their history, how they got started and stuff. And really, you, uh, you learn a lot about uh, Jonathan Frakes in the episode, and it's a really nice, relaxed, chilled out listen. Yeah, I will definitely uh, download, download and listen to that as soon as possible, I think, yeah. for that. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's well, well worth uh, listening to. Uh, also this week, I got sent some freebies. You did. Yes, I forgot about that. You've not put that in your show notes. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I did. I, I, did I did put that. I did put it. Oh, yes, That's you did. Was... Yeah, you're highlighting it now for me on your special yeah. page. Sorry. Okay. A we little bit behind the curtains. Yeah, uh, behind... Uh, a little bit of behind the curtains talk. We've gone since, old school tonight. I've never experienced this before until now. Yeah. S- since Jude uh, was pining for old school Trek, mate, uh, I've I've run this show like old school Trek, mate. So we've got yeah a shared dock up with some <laughs> talking points and also some news. So there's going to be sections. Yeah, and Crazy. Uh, and yeah, no, Careful that's it. What you so, wish for. Exactly, you you build <laughs> it into existence, mate. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, the kind folks over at uh, Fanatic sent me uh, three things. I've already put a video out for one, mm-hmm. which was the Kobayashi Maru medallion. Which... Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was just for that, wasn't it? I've seen the other things, but uh, but it yeah. is just for that. Yeah, so I've uh, well, I've edited another video and that's ready to go up, but I want this to give it a couple of days between. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the medallion 
it was it, it, I was ex- I was expecting <laughs> yeah no I was expecting it to be like quite a small thing and it's made of it's limited to five thousand mm. and it's made of metal and then like the design on it is raised embossed and it's like a Kobayashi Maru plaque so it's like got lots of Starfleet uh, Academy insignias on, like got the United Federation of Planets, uh, like logo, like the stars on the background with the Delta in front, mm-hmm. and it really, I was really impressed with the just the quality of it because the the products that they've sent us, I, you know, sometimes when you get licensed products, they can be a bit flimsy and oh, a definitely. bit a bit weak, but the one thing that hit me with this was just how solid it was and also even the packaging like the packaging was proper like that stuff was not going to be moving whatsoever so there's kind enough to send us that and then they were also kind enough to send us uh three pin badges i'm just looking around where have i put them they're around here somewhere um i don't know but if you can't find the real thing they're in your whatsapp to me yeah, no, I, no, I've the got pictures. them. So, and they were a pin badge for Red Squadron, as well as a pin badge for Starfleet Academy, the old yeah. classic San Francisco bridge uh, design, and astrophysics uh, like section of Starfleet Academy. They're very nice. And yeah. this set is also set uh, like uh, limited to five thousand. And they're made made of enamel, and I think anyone who's like a like a big pin badge collector would really appreciate that. So uh, if Simon's listening, I'm yeah. sure that oh, he definitely. will check him out. It's the sort of stuff I would pick up. Both things, mm-hmm. uh, convention, I think. Yeah, no, they're really really nice. And once again, it, that's what hit me with it. this was just the quality of their products was really up there. I was most impressed. And I would yeah, I've never heard the name people. before, but I'd agree with that. Very impressive. No, and, and then also the other thing that they sent me was a Starfleet uh, like recruitment poster. I feel like we they... saw that at the, uh, at the dodgy DST in um, 2016. What, in I think it was like in their little museum section. I'm, I'm sure I've seen that before. Do you feel this is maybe okay? That'll be interesting. We've got a video from there where you actually we do, yeah. I need to go back you... and check it to see if that's on there. I'm sure because I filmed a lot, nearly everything yeah. that was because oh, because there wasn't a lot there that year. Yeah, so maybe they commissioned that design from yeah. the person because uh, the print is limited to only nine hundred and ninety-five. What's it made out of? It's like a, um, it's like a textured paper. It, this is in, inside its cellophane, mate. Mm. So that's why it's got the shiny look on the video whilst I'm talking to you. But it's made of like a raised, uh, like uh, paper, like a really text uh, textured is a good word for it. Textured paper. Mm. And when I've got it out, the the paper is thick. It's like it's card. It, so there's it, nothing not... behind that, backing that up. It's not. No, there is, there is another piece of card. Ah, there is yeah. another piece of card protecting it. That's but the actual, 
but the actual uh, I'll you, the actual uh, poster itself is also just as like flimsy, uh, not flimsy, thick. Is just as uh, thick as what Stone, card yeah. would be. Yeah, so it's it's not gonna like easily bend or fold. Nice, and that's that's an A3 size, and it's really nice design with like three uh, different uh, Starfleet officers: one an Orion uh, female science officer, and then an Andorian uh, female security officer, and a Vulcan female uh, command officer, like pointing off in the distance with the Enterprise at the top. And it's like posed like a Starfleet recruitment poster. So it's like, join Starfleet today. Command, navigation, communications, engineering, security, science, and medical. It's your galaxy too. Yeah. So yeah, I do like it. Well done, whoever designed that in the first place. Yeah, that is getting framed and put on my wall because I really do love this design. Nice one. And and their stuff isn't badly priced. It isn't When you think of how much you pay for... Like uh, quality merch, it it really isn't badly priced. So yeah, I think yeah, uh, I think it's totally fair, especially yeah, so when you, you, they're like limited as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all of those pieces are limited. So uh, if you do want to check out, if you want to see what it looks like in person, head on over to youtube.com forward slash at There's one up already. The the um, what do you call it? Yeah, the medallion, the medallion, the yeah. Kobe, the Kobayashi Maru medallion, and but by the time this podcast comes out, there might be a chance that all three might be up at that point. But if not, just stick around; they will be up. Yeah, and if you want to check out the merch that they do themselves, uh, just head on over to We Are Fanatic, spelled F A N A T T I K dot mm-hmm. com, and uh, check it out there. Uh, before we move on to the news, though, there was a point that you wanted. There's something that's been kind of creeping up on our radars. Okay, yeah. So I know what it is. Um, which uh, I I thought of it a minute ago when we mentioned conventions. Like it's it's like somebody ring up Rick Moyer and get him to record a new bumper for this. Because it's Jude's public service announcement, basically. <laughs> it's what, and now, <laughs> basically, uh, I spoke to you um, as soon as I got back off holiday saying, you know, I'm ready to record when you are. Like, let's talk about Picard as soon as we can. And also, I think we should talk about DST, now known as DT, Destination Trek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Formerly run by Showmasters, now run by Global Comic Con, but it's it's the same thing. It's still Jason Joyner. Yes. Um, and when the announcement came out about it, I was trying to be optimistic. I'm still trying to be optimistic. I'm still trying to be positive. I'm still excited about it. I have a ticket that I've purchased, which took them a good while to send after I emailed them several times to say, what's happened? Where is it? Um, but basically, uh, what I wanted to talk to Wayne about the other day and what I want to talk to people about on the pod is just the fact that on uh, Facebook, which is my social media of choice, I mean, 
people know that I'm not big on that anyway. But I, I just go on there to check the things I like. So I will just type in the names of conventions, bands, you know, entertainers, whatever it is I like to see what they're up to, when something's happening. So something guaranteed I'll check is Destination Star Trek. And those guys have not put up a post since the beginning of December. And That's a long time. It's a long time. Uh, and I think that one was just saying, um, you know, Merry Christmas or something. And then one before that was saying um, to uh, potential convention goers that because uh, this one is in a hotel, it's in the Hilton Hotel next to Birmingham NEC. And they told people to hold off on buying hotel, uh, making hotel reservations because they can get some sort of code. Uh, through Showmasters, uh, Global Comic Con, um, and that was that was either at the end of November or beginning of December that they're saying that. So people are not buying. Some people are not going to be buying those hotel reservations just yet, and they have not messaged anything since. In fact, no, I think their last message was to say, "Oh, if you can't wait for." Destination Star Trek, we've got LAN at uh, London Film and Comic Con in uh, spring. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Yeah. But, um, you know, whenever I've gone on that page, I just, I- I've just thought to myself, that's bad, isn't it? But there's been no communication between them and their fans, their potential convention goers at all. And I'm not saying that I expect them to be saying, like, here's another guest, here's another guest. I, I, I know that this time round it might be a much smaller guest list. We discussed that, and we said, totally cool with that. If it's way smaller and they're not, like, the bigger actors or guests, totally fine with it. But I just personally thought the fact that they're not communicating anything or mm-hmm. not just, you know, just, just posting bollocks, like... There's other conventions that I'm interested in, which just post something every two days. It doesn't have to be an, anything to do with the convention. Like, if we're talking Star Trek, they could just be like, oh, remember this episode? Remember this? Or we're celebrating William Shatner's birthday or just some random stuff. Nothing. Just complete radio silence, which it makes you think, you know, what's going on? But then um, yourself and I and many others probably listening to the show right now are like members of Facebook groups. And uh, one of them is called Destination Star Trek Friends, I think. And It's where the most of the chatter that happens around uh, Destination Trek happens because there's just like rather than like like any of the general UK uh, Trek groups, that's normally where you can put your ear to the ground and figure out what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I looked on that as well. Not much was going on there. Just, just people just posting stuff. Like I just said, you know, celebrating different days. And, but in the back of my mind, I just thought all the people that are on this group, they've got to be thinking the same thing of me as me, you know, like, come on show masters, like do something, say something. And it's not mm-hmm. happening. It's not happening. 
So, because the thing is, with the list of guests that they came out with, I was expecting, <clears throat> I was never expecting some ginormous guests. However, you can no, get guests that are uh, like uh, that are just as important to the franchise, but not what outsiders would consider a star celebrities. Mm. And I, I was expecting to get like maybe like one guest a month or something on the build-up. Yeah, of a Casey like, Biggs, Max Grudenchik. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and like guests of that sort of calibre, where we as fans will be ecstatic to see them. Oh, but definitely. But then also just spreading it out over the coming months so that then you can get yourselves excited for the event. Even if it was just like putting out posts of saying like, we're going to have this at the event. We're going to hold this at the event. So, yeah. like, whether it's like, there's going to be this panel, there's going to be that panel. We're going to be doing or we're, this. We're going to have two stages. You know, just, just simple mm-hmm. stuff. Or rooms, whatever you want to call it. Or yeah. the old, uh, you know, the the classic convention thing. What do you call it? Like cosplay parade. You know oh, that sort of ma- stuff. Masquerade and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But nothing. Just, just no communication, and also, you know, just the fact that their second to last post was them saying, you know, wait for those ho- hotel codes. We're giving them to you at the beginning of January, and it's like it's nearly March, guys. What the fuck? But basically, mm-hmm. yeah, what I'm getting on at is that someone just politely and nicely in one of these groups just said, "Is this convention still happening?" Like I'm beginning to wonder that this is actually still going on. You know, what do other people think? And then I was so glad to read that because then other people then start sharing. Um, But not Mm -hmm. only do they start sharing, they start sharing the fact that they've actually been digging themselves and trying to find out. And uh, one of the most concerning comments that I read is just that a couple of people have said they've contacted the Hilton and said that the Hilton have no record of this event being a thing, and that these halls aren't even booked. Yeah, no. On the post that you sent me, it literally said like that they had an inquiry, yeah, but nothing was ever reserved That's or booked. Pretty fucking worrying. Like for me, I've got a ticket. I've just got a single ticket. I've not bought any photo shoots. Mm-hmm. I've got a Premier Inn uh, hotel, which is refundable up to a month before. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay. You know, it's just a ticket. Like, I will fight for that money back if I have to. Uh, but it's only like 25 quid or something. I don't know. Uh, but the mm-hmm. Premier Inn, I can get that back and use it on something else. But there's people that like are coming from all over the UK. Like, you know, you can drive five six seven miles depending on where you are to get to birmingham sometimes people are flying from europe yeah yeah and that too even america we, we we've seen americans go to these destination star treks if there's a certain actor or person there that they've not got to meet in america they'll be like yeah i'll fly out there to meet uh patrick stewart who whoever it is that year um so people can put a lot of money into this and have, and they've lost it in the past. That That's another issue altogether that people are mentioning, mm-hmm. the fact that 
showmasters still haven't given people money back from previous years. And now those people don't know if these so-called vouchers they've got are actually going to be valid for this because it's now under a different company name, even though it's the same people running it, which I really feel bad for those people not knowing the answers to that. Well, they've specifically asked those questions and just not been given those answers yet. That's really bad. Like, um, you know, I I try to be positive about this stuff, but uh, Jason, you know, if we're going to name names, it's Jason Joy. He needs to pull his finger out and he needs to address this stuff and, and talk to people. He needs to be reassuring fans. Yeah. On... Now's the time to do it, you know, especially with um, the cancellation of, you know, the official name of Destination Star Trek, uh, the Showmasters events, like, licensed by CBS and Paramount. And he put mm-hmm. all these posts up, you know, like, just blaming CBS for everything. Like, the reason yeah. anything bad happened at any of our conventions over the last five to ten years, it's all CBS. None of it was our fault, which is bollocks. There was blame on both ends, which I wish they would just held their hands up to that. I know CBS did have a lot of blame on them, and I know what that was. I know that they're right about that. But now was the chance to say, like, now it's just us. Look how well we can do, even if we can't get the Discovery actors, the Picard actors, because they're under agreements with CBS and Paramount, like, we can still do a great job and it's like well you've only just started and it's already not looking good well that's the thing it, according to you your hands aren't tied anymore yeah so you should be able to put on the show that you always said that you wanted to and i am uh, just just for the record i've said this before i am not attacking jason or showmasters or but i just i just want it to go right and I, I just want them to do right by the fans and I just want the fans to have what they deserve and I just don't want people being messed over again or even worse potentially than they have been before like you know crack out sayings like you know uh, fool me once fool me twice you know fool mm-hmm. me three times or whatever we're all fucking idiots we all look stupid like why why bother even ever having a Star Trek convention again on that level if you're going to yeah. continue to fuck people around to that extent? It's true because that's the thing. It, for them to not clarify to people that they can use their refund vouchers mm-hmm. at this event is shady. And also, uh, and I don't know if we said it before, people are not buying tickets now. Like I think you're sort of one of them. Like people are I've not buying tickets because it's like, what is the point in me buying a ticket for this if it's not going to happen, or if I'm going to yeah. buy my ticket and it's not going to happen and I'm not going to get my money back and I'm going to get a voucher for a, something I can't use it on anyway. Well, my reasoning was, well, I don't think they're going to sell out. I'll get it soon. And now the longer I've waited, I'm like, well. I'm going to wait a bit longer because yeah, I don't blame whilst, you. Because whilst they're not communicating with people, even if things are going on in the background, whilst they're not communicating from people, people don't feel confident to invest in that event. Yeah, I totally if, understand. And if people aren't buying, t- and the thing is, 
as an event organizer, even though our events have been tiny, as an event organizer, we understand that if tickets aren't being sold, then you're less likely to invest more into that event. Yeah. People aren't going to buy those tickets if you're not like putting out announcements because let's face it, right? Jason Joyner and Showmasters, they have pockets deep enough to have, to have put out. We're not even saying, we're not even saying you have to get Avery Brooks. You have to get uh, Patrick Stewart. But if they were getting those, uh, if they were getting the stars of the size of, Marina Sirtis, she lives in the UK. Yeah, that would save a lot of money. Get her up. Dominic okay, Keating's then. probably got a house over here. If he doesn't yeah, live here permanently, exactly. Get him in. Uh, get bloody uh, Garrett Wong. He'll be happy to come. Yeah, and you can yeah. have him host the talks as well. For God's sake, I say that every time. Yeah, he loves Max that is stuff. in Europe. Yeah, Max is in Europe. That would save you a few quid if you look. There are plenty of things that they could be doing, getting set up and getting the okay for. But if they're not putting out those things, people aren't going to invest into that. And people, I just think a lot of people out there, because, you know, it's the same with like Trekmate listeners. Like, there's some people that will comment, but I think there's a hell of a lot more that just don't bother commenting on anything ever. Because they mm-hmm. know that other people are saying what they're thinking anyway. And so I've got to believe it's a lot of people out there like echoing those comments that we've brought up where they're just like, well, what is the point of me buying a ticket? Mm-hmm. You know, is this thing even happening? So yeah. I just, I really don't like where it's at at the moment. Uh, not, and... I'm not saying it for myself. I'm saying it for everyone. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to have a big convention to go to. I don't care if we are like paying for photos in barber chairs and stuff, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just nice to all to be together in one place and celebrate something yeah. we love. Yeah, exactly. And I was just double checking like dates and I was like, does destination trip because it's in August, does it clash with Las Vegas or whatever? Cause that's always in August mm. and Las Vegas is the very first week in August. And this is like, Two weekends later, yeah. So, so it's not as if you've even got that. So it's yeah. So at the moment, I think my advice, as well as probably Jews' advice to any listeners, is just hold off and wait and see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've if I've got to pick one, that's what it's going to be. Like, you could, I could just as easily sit here and say go buy a ticket, guys, because if you go buy a ticket, then they're more likely to book so-and-so because they're getting more money, but it shouldn't be that way. And I think I've got to go with the, like, just don't bother, guys. Just wait and see what happens, even though I've got my ticket. And the thing is, if they are trading as a different company and for some reason, and they decide to not hold the event, um, getting your money back are they going to give it to you in Showmaster vouchers? Mm. Because they might not even do that. They might do it in vouchers for this new company. For some reason, like Showmasters has had to fold, I would have got it. Mm -hmm. They didn't. No. 
So the fact no. that they're even doing it under this brand new name out of nowhere, it's just suspicious. It's worrying. It is very suspicious. It's very, very suspicious. So let's just wait and see what happens. Because the yeah, thing is, I, I, I was even... I cross my fingers for everyone, though. I, I really want this to be a successful event. But at this time, I, I am with those people thinking, like, is this going to happen? Just don't know. No, because I was thinking of getting in contact with them and offering to like hold like at least a fan panel or like a game show type thing over the weekend. Mm. But when it's like this, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to hold back and see what's going on. Do you know what? I I'm uh, inviting people right now. Anyone who um, is willing or daring enough, I don't know how to put it. Like if you go to London Comic Con Spring, whatever the hell they call it, it's coming mm-hmm. up very soon. If you see Jason Joyner kicking about on his scooter, just ask him. Just say, "What the What's fuck going is going on with this other event you've got going on?" Like, can you just answer the question? You know, we're not attacking you, mm-hmm. mate. Just what's going on? Because I haven't got a clue. Because and- I can only imagine every single email to do with that event. Him. And whatever staff he's got uh, representing Global Comic Con Company, mm-hmm. they're just ignoring them. Because that's what I'm reading. For all these people that have got valid questions, you know, they're just being ignored. So even casual questions are definitely going to be ignored at this time. No, knowing Jason, anyone brings that up in person, he'll probably ban them from future Showmaster events. <laughs> yeah. He likes the ban hammer. Yeah, it does, old Jason. So, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But uh, again, like like I always say, I'm not attacking. I just I just want the best for everyone, and just want to know what's mm-hmm. going on. I don't think we're asking don't, much. Don't we all? Uh, so, yeah, let's wait and see. But now we've had uh, quite a few things to catch up on. Now it's time for this. Time for Trek News on the Trek Mate Podcast. Yes, so uh, just a couple of bits that came up on my radar this week. Uh, one was I got an email from uh, the guys uh, distributing uh, the Star Trek Blu-rays. And I know it's been uh, reported on in other outlets, but I just wanted to let everybody know in case it's something that would tickle their fancy the star trek the next generation four movie collection on 4k ultra hd blu-rays has now got a release date of the 3rd of april here in the uk that is very cool like i i don't know if i will be getting because I'm always saying at the moment, like I don't want material possessions. I want to have as little possessions as possible. But it's the sort of thing I could imagine maybe buying and selling just to see what it's like, how much better it is. But if you are a collector, a very, very cool thing to get, I would say. Yeah, lately I've been getting more back into having physical Blu-rays of films that I care about. Yeah, yeah, I would agree right. with that. If it's something you absolutely love, why not? Yeah, yeah. So I think, and just I, for the record, I, I am very interested. For I learned this like a year ago. 4K 
DVD is better than Blu-ray. Yeah, 4K Ultra, uh, because Blu-ray is basically 10... Uh, is it 1080p? Yes. Yeah. Blu- Blu-ray is it's 1080p. Down, yeah. Yeah, uh, where 4K... And there is a big jump in 4K as well with a lot of uh, films. So, And I do have a 4K-ready TV. So when I'm playing games in 4K, it does look really nice. Yeah. But yeah, so it's coming out on the 3rd of April. And so if anyone is a 4K uh, buff, then yeah, look out for that because it's on pre-order I'm definitely tempted to get that at some point myself. But uh, if I Mm -hmm. don't get it too soon, I'd be interested to see what other people say. Like if I start mm-hmm. seeing people saying like, oh "God, this looks amazing! You got to get this," then I might be like, "Oh, okay, I'm in. I'll mm-hmm. grab it." No, it's uh, certainly caught my attention. That's for sure. And also, uh, that's following on um, like shortly after because I know Strange New Worlds is coming out not long after that, but mm. they've also announced a 4K steelbook for. Strange New Worlds. I did see that stuff. Yeah, that looked cool. But with that, I don't know how much better it will look from what I'm seeing anyway. If I'm Mm -hmm. watching it on uh, apps that are supposed to be streaming as that, aren't they? I think I don't know what quality. uh, Actually, I'm watching mine on a dodgy app, aren't I? Yeah. So yeah, I guess it would look better. Yeah, I don't know. But and then also, it's one of those things of if you ever. If you're if you're subscribing to Paramount Plus or whatever, and you don't always have access to that service, at least you've got the physical thing there yeah. that you can chuck in. And if your internet goes down, that I tell you what, I definitely say like, if you were like living in a country or living in an area where you've got awful Wi-Fi and it's hard to connect, then these things would definitely be worth getting. I would get a Strange New Worlds 4K DVD. Be something oh, rewatching. But worth rewatching. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, another thing that got announced that I know we've been discussing a little bit more lately, like uh, new comics that are going to be coming out yeah. that have caught our eye. Uh, they also announced recently that IDW are going to be putting out a series, a mini series of comics called Echoes, which is going to be set immediately after Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Which, oh. which I found interesting because it's the first time that they've put out uh, like IDW have actually set comics around the motion picture era. Mm. So it's it's going to be interesting. Like the blurb on it says, like Echoes pits the venerated Admiral James C. Kirk and his crew against enemies both terrifying and shockingly familiar. When a space anomaly thrusts a criminal mastermind pursued by a very determined pilot on a mission into our universe. The Enterprise must stop them from unintentionally starting a war with the Romulans and unleashing a a super weapon of foreign technology into the system. But things get infinitely more complicated when these newcomers to our reality remove their helmets, revealing that they're double gangers of our beloved heroes. So it looks like a... It looks like a mirror, mirror type. Yeah, people deal. do love that. <laughs> so, but it's uh, yeah, no, I've 
the comics lately have been catching my attention, and I definitely Same. want to try and catch up with them. Yeah, some intriguing stuff, definitely. Mm-hmm. That included. So, yeah, IDW that Defiant, uh, does seem to be pretty good as well. They are. I've always enjoyed the comics that they've put mm. out, so I I need to get back on that bandwagon. I think. Yeah, I uh, agree. Also, one last piece of news before. Uh, oh no, wait! I've uh, uh, before I t- touch on that yeah. one. Also, uh, talking about a show that we both love, uh, Strange New Worlds. They uh, recently just released that. I this is. I know we don't read a lot of books, but this one I am tempted by because they just put out their first Strange New Worlds uh, novel. Oh, that's what that is. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's called The High Country, and it was uh, released on the 21st of February. And the blurb for that reads that when an experimental shuttlecraft fails, Captain Christopher Pike suspects a a mechanical malfunction only to discover uh, the very principles on which Starfleet bases its technology have simply stopped functioning. He and his crew are forced to abandon ship in a dangerous maneuver that scatters their party across the strangest new world that they've ever encountered. First Officer Una finds herself fighting to survive an untamed wilderness where dangers lurk at every turn. Young cadet Ahura struggles in a volcanic wasteland where things are not as they seem, and science officer Spock is missing altogether, and Pike gets the chance to fulfill a childhood dream to live the life of a cowboy in a world (laughs) where the tools of the 23rd century are of no use. Yet even in the saddle, Pike is still very much a starship captain, with all the responsibilities that entails, setting out to find his crewmates, he encounters a surprising face from his past and discovers that one people's utopia might be someone else's purgatory. He must lead an exodus or risk a calamity of galactic proportions that even the Starship Enterprise is powerless to stop. That is one good blurb. That 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 sounds very good. And it sounds like it's going to be a tongue-in-cheek fun. Oh, uh, definitely, yeah. as well. Yeah, it's definitely so, in there, isn't it? Do you know what? Yeah, just, it, just the, you know, you saying the stuff, uh, telling me all those news bits that you have tonight. Mm-hmm. Like we've gone from um, like listening to the Trekmate podcast. You talking about the dark times where there was nothing, mm-hmm. and then like more positive times when you had the movies and then seeing the series and then uh, a different kind of dark times. Like, oh God, it's all fucking awful. Like, I feel like we're in the time now where it's like, oh, it's not that bad. It's pretty good to be a Star Trek. You know, there is shit out there. It's turning a corner. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. There's always stuff to moan about, it feels like. But there's mm-hmm. always a lot of stuff to praise at the moment, a lot of stuff to be happy about as a Star Trek fan. Old stuff being rejuvenated and, and new stuff, which is great. And uh, yeah, yeah, feels good. And and speaking of uh, stuff that we like, still on Strange New Worlds, uh, it was actually nominated for two awards mm. at the... Uh, it's what are they called? The Critics' Choice Association Super Awards, whatever Super that Award. is. Weird. 
they're, they're super awards. Yeah. Oh, well. But it, Strange New Worlds have been nominated twice. Uh, once for Best Science Fiction and Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Series, and also for Best Actor in a Science Fiction and an- Fantasy Series for Anson Mount. Okay, yeah, yeah, good luck to them. I'm not yeah, a big so... like awards person. I don't like. I don't think too much about them. I, I I don't give any awards too much credit. I just think if something's good, it's good. You don't need yeah. someone else's opinion to say, "Oh, this is as good as this." So many times, movies and TV shows get overlooked, and the bad ones get the awards. So, but good luck mm-hmm. to them all the same. Like they deserve it. I I just found it. Uh, found it reassuring that uh, Strange New Worlds was getting recognition. Yeah. Because it is the series that I think deserves a lot of recognition. It's the best live action series like of Mm -hmm. the last, well, just full stop of the last uh, five to ten years, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you could say a couple of decades, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. We're getting on like, uh, like what, fifteen years ago that uh, Enterprise finished, maybe yeah, something like hell, that. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, no, very, very crazy. So, but that's all I've got for the news for this week. Now it's time for this. I am the guardian of forever. Join us as we remember the future. Okay, so, um, yeah, as Wayne said, now it's time for this. But maybe this is news tonight because uh, via a few text messages that me and Wayne shared, there may be some Trekmate news tonight because this may be the first time that me and Wayne have ever disagreed on anything on this show because we always seem to be in agreement on everything. I don't think it's going to be massive disagreements. Mm-hmm. But just from what little we shared in a couple of texts. So uh, this could even be the name of the episode tonight, <laughs> if it hasn't been already, of uh, Trekmate. We need to talk about Picard. Yeah. That's a good show note. I'll write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this week, that is what we're doing now, isn't it? It is. We're talking about Picard. This week, we finally got to... Well, I say finally. It's come around quite quick, to be honest. We got um, Season 3, Episode 1 of Picard. In fact, we've had Episode 2 since then, but I've just not watched it. Oh, I have. You have. Uh, Just give me a brief... uh, Really, really brief. How do you feel about Episode 2 after watching Episode 1? Um, I would say that episode two for me wasn't as good as episode one, but I would probably have gave it like a seven out of ten. Okay, and what? What? Okay, you're giving ratings to episode two. What rating are you giving episode one? Because I I know what mine is. I probably would have gave it like a seven point five, maybe an eight. I I would have given it a four or a five. Episode oh one. really? Yeah. 
Okay. So, yeah, so well... You, you've been leading us through most of this episode of Trekmate, so I don't know if you've got notes on uh, the Picard episode or can remember what order things go, but I... Listen, like, I'm just going to say what I can remember that I liked. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go from there and try and remember together what happened in order, if you like. Okay. So yeah, we'll say go for s- it. spoiler alert for everyone. If you've not watched it yet, go watch it and then and then listen to us talk about it or we'll just spoil it for you. I'm sure most people would have watched, uh, watched it by now. Yeah. But yeah. I would have go thought Go check so. out episode one. So... Honestly, the only two things that pop in my head right now that I can think of that I liked is I mm-hmm. like the look of the exterior of ships, like um, mm-hmm. the the Titan, isn't it? I like that. Yeah. I really did like that. We're finally getting uh, a bit more love paid to the ships. Yeah, you could would... tell that was going on here, that they were doing yeah. that, and rightly so. Because they really That's... messed that up just on the 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 first series, which was not that long ago. No, I found the ships in season one just very, very uninteresting and yeah, bland, and not very staffy. Like everyone and literally had a good laugh an entire yeah, an entire fleet of just one ship. Yeah. And that so, and it was that wasn't a crazy. choice. Well, it was a choice, but it was like a lazy choice. Like, oh, let's just save money. Let's not pay anyone to do anything interesting here. It's like, oh, it'll do. What that felt like was like it was a placeholder. Yeah. Like someone put like, okay, then, well, I'll just copy and paste loads of ships in here, and then later on we'll go back and yeah. fill it in properly. Mm-hmm. And then no one bothered. No. Uh, and the only other thing, the only other thing I I would say I actually loved about the episode, or you could say it's one and a half mm-hmm. things, is um, mm-hmm. William Riker slash Jonathan Frakes. I just loved yeah. him in the episode. I just think he is Star Trek through and through. He he understands the program and he understands the character, and like when he was on screen, I really felt good vibes of TNG like oh this feels good you know like I, I feel nostalgic I feel optimistic about the future where this is going but I don't like Jean-Luc Picard he's not Jean-Luc Picard I don't like him anymore Like it's mm-hmm. not just because I'm a nerd like saying like oh he's not actually Jean-Luc he's a Andrew I am saying that but there's more <laughs> there's more to it even if that they don't address that in the episode. Like, they just—I I feel like they're just going to ignore that from now on. I think they wrote themselves into a corner. They fucked by up by deciding that. Yeah, by deciding to do that at the end of season one, they wrote themselves into a corner. I mean, he's an android. He shouldn't need to sleep. Yeah, it's stupid. He's, he's an android, but he's seventy-eight years old, and he's going to die in four years. Yeah, what? exactly. You, Why? <laughs> yeah, if he's a fucking android, make him yeah, live forever. Make him, yeah, like 35 years old and is. Well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no, no, but uh, and the thing is as well, it's a question of he should be like something goes on, android body kicks in, he'll be belting it down that ship and then doing whatever is needed. Yeah. 
So yeah, you shouldn't get tired. But I should... yeah, I don't I hate to say it, but I don't like the character of whatever Jean Luc Picard is these days. I don't like the mm-hmm. way he acts. Like he's not Jean Riker is still Riker. Like he is who I mm-hmm. imagine him to be twenty, thirty years on. Jean Luc Picard yeah. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he is. He's not the same character that we grew up on. I know that. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That that's the only two things I liked, and lo- I liked the ships. I loved Riker and Jonathan Frakes, and other than that, mm-hmm. like nearly everything just made me sort of feel awkward or cringy or just like, mm. oh, here you go, shoving this stuff down my throat. It's like, no, it's Beverly Crusher. And it's like, no, it's, that's not Beverly Crusher either. That's Gates McFadden playing some weird role, like, like, and I know people are going to call me a hypocrite. Like, I loved it in that episode when Janeway was like Ripley for a week. Yeah, but that was just an episode. Like, she's just, it was just, they were just trying something out. Like, I thought it was cool. Um, but Crusher, well, it's like, what? What the hell is going on? Yeah, but we don't know what's... That's the whole thing. We don't know what's been going on. Okay. She hasn't been seen okay. by any just of the TNG. one example, right? Yeah. She's on a ship with yep. what is probably going to be fucking Picard's son because mm-hmm. he's a 30-something-year-old who just happens... Why the fuck has he got an English accent? Other than that, like, oh, he's Picard's son. But why would he have an English accent if he's never even met Jean-Luc? Like, he's only been in her company. Well, that's the thing. If he's only been in her company, he needs entertainment. Maybe he's just been watching a lot of Alan Partridge. Yeah, and Faulty Towers and stuff. Yeah. Well, if they show that, then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take it back (laughs) if if they show evidence of that. But you know that I'm right. That that's what the well, stupid writers are thinking is like, oh, he's Jean Luc's son, so that's why he's English. I don't pay much attention to accents anymore because I don't think there should be an Irish Romulan. However, there is. Well, but... that that's bizarre <laughs> as well. I do not get that either. So, okay, I'm not doing a great job of defending. Okay, the, no, the I, show I, at the didn't, I didn't even get my point out because I got distracted by that. But okay, let let me get this point out. Beverly is in deep space with Jean-Luc's yep. son or whatever. But okay. They're constantly being, being hunted down by these aliens with their pointy ships who are constantly mm-hmm. trying to kill them. Yep. When is she finding the time to go to the bathroom and dye three quarters of her hair black and one quarter white? Like, who has the fucking time to go like, oh, like I'm almost getting killed every day. But like, I'm just going to make the time, you know, you know, when I look in the mirror, I really want to see three quarters black, one quarter. Why? That doesn't happen okay. naturally. Like, yeah, we get like, we all get patchy hair, like a bit of gray here, a bit so, of gray there. That, that doesn't exist. Who's doing so- that? So your main criticism of Picard season three, no, episode one? No, it's not. It's <laughs> that, that's just the very first scene. Like we're like three minutes in, and I'm already going, "What the hell is going on? This makes no sense." Hair is unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way she's been to a salon. She's on the run. 
Well, she doesn't have to go to a salon. She could be doing it in the bathroom or whatever. But I'm just saying, why the hell would you? I'm assuming in the 25th century, hairstyles can be done just by pressing a few buttons. There, Even there would if be they technology. Could, why would you? Because the woman likes to like have a certain look. <laughs> why? She's living on a ship on her own with Jean-Luc's son. Who's she doing it for? Yeah, but she might be. The thing is, they're still uh, like making stops in different places and doing. She. Well, if they're stopping in different places, why are they even worrying about these aliens chasing them? Just stay in those places. Well, uh, okay, okay. They go into that a little bit in episode two. Oh, okay. Like they they go a little bit into it. So I think there's there is definitely questions that are going to get answered. As episodes go so on, so I'll calm down to... a bit once I get to episode two. I'll be like, "Oh, okay, that's where she got the head." Well, only it? that. Bit. Well, only a tiny bit. No, you'll probably still hate it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll have something to be angry with next episode. But yeah, I, I don't know if I was angry straight away, but it, immediately I was just going, "What the hell is this?" And even like, mm-hmm. even the guns are literally going like. Pew, pew, pew. Like straight away in the first, and I was like, okay, so this is Star Wars Picard, like season three. It's not Star Trek Picard, it's Star Wars. And in fact, if you want to go on about Star Wars Picard, like the stupid character who everyone hates or everyone normal hates, like that mm-hmm. was definitely Star Wars Picard, where Raffi, yeah, Raffi is then yeah. like bloody the Moss Eisley Cantina or whatever. Yeah, I, just, I have to say, Raffi, the Raffi sections are my least favorite part of the show. I really disliked it. I, I just thought, like, this is just more of what we've hated or disliked mm-hmm. from Picard and Discovery. It's like, this is just not Star Trek to me. This is Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I like Star Wars. But they're two yeah. different things, and you... Oh. No, I no, I get you because. But the thing is, there there always has been an underbelly like outside of Starfleet and everything else. So oh, I, I get that you can you can justify things that way. But I was just, but I a little I, bit I just left think for me that like that's been happening like with movie with like the um, who was it? It's JJ, wasn't it? JJ. Got the Star uh-huh. Trek movies, but he really wanted to do Star Wars movies, and that's what he got. It was like that was his path to do that, and it's like somehow the people involved in the programs feel the need or feel pressured to do the same. Like, we've got to sort of imitate Star Wars. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, they've always been these two complete... I know they have the same word at the beginning, but they're two completely mm-hmm. different universes, and I just wish they could respect that and understand that a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I do understand where you're coming from uh with that because as I said it, it I I get the idea that Raffi is at the moment undercover and she's trying to uh get information from some dodgy bloke at a bar about I, I, why she it, the, the thing is until we find out more about 
why the person who's hired her has asked her to do this. And we do find that out in episode two, um, like who's hired her. And I appreciated that scene uh, in the second episode. Okay. Well, um, I, I, I will watch it before the next uh, recording and let you know what I thought, but I didn't like, didn't like her in the meeting I didn't like her after the meeting where she's like, ha I'm not really a drug addict. I'm, I'm a secret agent. And I didn't like the scene where she's on the ship and she's going, oh, what's the red lady? Oh. It just all of it just pissed me off. Just annoyed me. With the red lady uh, stuff, I was once again not that interested. However, I uh, did perk my ears up as soon as uh, Rachel Garrett's name uh, got mentioned, because it's like, oh, yesterday's Enterprise. I like yesterday's Enterprise. So, and like having a memorial dedicated to Rachel Garrett, uh, I thought was an interesting choice because was Rachel Garrett the captain initially when the Enterprise C got attacked, or was she the. Did she assume control of the Enterprise C? Uh, like once it got taken through the wormhole, I think. Yeah, I, I think she was the full captain because that that would make sense. Because then it makes sense that they would want to dedicate her in some way for like what she done to help, uh, like garner peace from the Klingons. Bit late in the day though, like two hundred years later, yeah. but. Still, better late than never. Oh, I, but... I don't know. I, honestly, I know it doesn't sound like it, but I was trying to be optimistic and positive during this episode. But I did. Mm-hmm. honestly, I can't say that I enjoyed anything more than Riker and ships. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that um, Picard has, like, we got to see that Picard has opened up. Uh, like opened himself up to the possibility of uh, being in love again. Now that he got together, like uh, he's clearly got together with his Irish Romulan, or his Irish Romulan has now got together with an android. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, she's found herself a rubber <laughs> buddy. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, Picard doesn't really have feelings; they're just simulations yeah. of how Picard would act. Well, they are. Like, even though I know I sound like a nerd going, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, Riker's putting himself in a lot of danger for an android. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, also there's. I know we've always criticised shows, uh, recent shows of this, just like trying to like show fans like, like, look at this. It's from old Star Trek. You like that? Yeah. Because they've done a lot of and that with like, that the opening scenes. With this one. They've done a lot of that with the opening scenes with uh, like Crusher's stuff, like having uh, oh, some of really Jack's did. stuff. With bits of, like a Picard's log from like the back, uh, like from when they were like uh, from the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. and like all of that other stuff, and then also there was the 
another callback to the Battle of Wolf 359 when there's like a secret code that they had used, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it is a good idea to use a code that not many people would have known about, but obviously she thought that he would have gone to Riker, so Picard figured out how to get the correct coordinates mm. uh, by going to Riker because of a code that they had set up during uh, whilst he was Lacusus. Yeah, I, I guess that's that. That's not a bad little detail, but like, I, I, I just feel like it's a little bit. What have you said? Of just like, oh, remember this? But also, I just feel like it's there's no clear main writer, or there's no clear main main team. I just feel like it's a bunch of different people. And, like, that comes from no. the good person. You know, the good person in this room is like, oh, I actually watched TNG. You know, there's this really good thing that you, that you could include. But then the rest of it's just bloody nonsense. No, the, the lead writer of uh, Picard now, I'm pretty sure, is uh, Terry Metallus. Yeah, yeah, I saw and that too. He, yeah, he's a big Star Trek fan. And... I, I well, no, if he can I, give it some sort of direction generally... for the whole series, then great. Like, I, I hope my mm-hmm. opinion starts to change a bit. I, I the weird I... thing is, I've seen. I mean, I've not looked too far, but I've seen nothing but positive stuff online. While I'm just sat at home, going like, "Really? What? What?" You're like, I, I'm not seeing. I'm not feeling the same things that other people are to the extent yeah. that they are, at least. No, for me, for me, obviously, we're coming off of season one and two of Picard, which was shit. Mm-hmm. Was absolute shit. I like was having positive feelings at the beginning of season one, and then just slowly, as the season progressed, got further and further away from those positive feelings. But this was the first time for me that Picard felt like Star Trek. I I, me, I, it, I the... felt like before it even started, this one clearly had the best chance of being the best one because I think they fucked up so bad on the other two. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tried my best with season one, really tried to be optimistic uh, and enjoy it. And, and I was to an extent, just the same way I was with Discovery at the beginning. But then it was like mm-hmm. it sort of took a while to sink in. But like, hey, this really isn't that great. Season two for me started off crap. Even though like they were dangling those keys in front of my face, like, oh, here's Guinan, here's Q. Um, for the first time, I actually watched a recap of the whole series the other day, season two, and I'm mm-hmm. so glad that I watched the recap and not the show. And I'm not gonna be specific here but there was some stuff in that where i just literally like said out loud loud like fuck you to the writers for to something that they did with picard which really fucking rubbed me up the wrong way and i'm glad oh, you've got to share that now what was it it was his mum. oh yeah no no it was i think it's yeah. really fucking Bad writing by the really lazy writing, really unnecessary mm-hmm. for that character. You didn't fucking need to do that. Um, no, 
and I, I was just like, I'm so glad I didn't watch it for for several reasons. Uh, no, that season. no, it, that entire arc was uh, stupid. Yeah, it, it and was unnecessary. Unneeded. Yeah, uh, and no, and trust just me, lazy. I would say by the writers, like just trying to get a reaction, like you know, fucking get a reaction out of something else, do something better, like. Like, literally, that was Honestly, my reaction to that, was, fuck you. As I said to you before, the, season two, I could recommend just one, like, two-minute scene Where, from the yeah, end I of still may, one episode. I still may watch that that tiny bit if if you um, if you just give me a timestamp yeah, or something. Yeah, a timestamp, yeah. Because that's literally it. Um, just this one interaction with Q. I'll say one but, thing about but, season three. Like I, I already said it. I am going to watch the whole thing. I feel like it's my duty as a big Next Generation fan to give it a chance. By the way, that bugged mm-hmm. me as well. The fact that they called the first well, episode the Next Generation. Like It's like, if you're going to do that, mm-hmm. maybe call episode eight or nine. Because I do have a spoiler, sort of spoiler, mm-hmm. for this entire season. Which I think a lot of people could have predicted. And I found this out because a lot of um, media outlets, whatever you want to call it, were given the first uh, six or seven episodes of Picard season three to watch. Yes, yes, they were in advance. So what I have basically read and heard is that literally your first six episode is like episode one. Here's Beverly. Episode two. Here's Geordie, episode three. Here's Worf, episode four. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like they each episode is like another character. Like, remember this guy? Remember this woman? Yeah. And then by the time that they get to episode eight, it's like, oh, now they're all going to fight the bad guy. And then it's just two mm-hmm. more episodes of that. And, and I could have guessed that. And like, I know it could be good, but a lot of that has already been ruined in the uh, multiple trailers. Which I would mm-hmm. have rather just watched it firsthand. I would have rather have not been said, "Hey guys, you know the show that's been getting worse and worse. You got all your favorite characters back." I would have rather just like not known any of it, and then just seen that for myself. Yeah, and then maybe I would have gone, "Oh, he's back. Oh, she's back." But because I know it all already, it's like yeah. you know, I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And like it doesn't surprise was... me that if you've got ten episodes that you're just gonna build, 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 and then it's just like it's only the last three or two mm-hmm. where something kicks off. Well, we we got a mention of Geordie uh early on in the episode mm-hmm. where Picard oh, his was daughter's talking... on board. Uh the uh no, not just that, where um he was talking to the uh, oh, his give the painting to girlfriend. Him. Give the painting to Geordie because he's working at it, like he's basically managing the Starship Museum. Yeah, it was was nice to yeah. hear that. Like, yeah. So, so that's where that's going to start coming in because I know we're going to get to uh, the, like because obviously the Titan uh, is going to be in like this special event to mark the retiring of the Enterprise F. Right. So, so we're going to be getting to see Geordie around that event. I'm assuming that's where we'll first get to see Geordie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, no, but for me, I th- I felt like the set design and the aesthetics of the show was f- on point for being Star Trek, other than the cantina. I didn't like. Um, I, I I thought the bridge was really dark. It's, How did you it's, not like I, the bridge? I thought it was like the mirror mirror type stuff. I just thought, why why does it look like that? How can people see what the hell they're doing? Hmm. That, that that was just uh, my thought. I mean, it it still looked good, yeah. but like I just thought, no, why does it need me. to look like that? Why does it need to be that dark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I get it. Well, maybe they just had the mood lighting on. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was maybe. just two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Annika Hansen's only in charge of the night shift. So, oh, what did you think about that as well? Well, the thing is, that's more. That was more reflective of uh, the mentality of Captain Shaw. I get that, but like with everything you've seen of Voyager and everything you've seen of Picard, like. Would she just go along with that after everything that she's been through? Would she just be like, "Oh yeah, that's fine"? Like, why wouldn't she be like, "No, that's not my name." Yeah, but that's because she's she's trying to do her best to fit in with Starfleet. And also, because... like, how is she a commander in Starfleet in that short space of that, time when she's been so naughty? That I don't understand. for the last two years. And, uh, okay, that I don't understand is how she's become a first officer yeah. so quickly. Because even though she's got Janeway and Picard both, I know she's got the ex- vouching experience to do it and stuff. But with everything, you know, in Starfleet size, they would have been like, "You've been a very naughty girl the last two years, mm-hmm. seven. We're not letting yeah. you anywhere near that sort of position." But it's like, no, no, yeah, you can do that. I, th- I work think with this guy who we... hates the Borg. That's a perfect fit for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's the thing. You can. Uh, you, he's definitely going to end up having some sort of uh, interaction with Picard, revealing like how he lost I'm so sure, many people yeah. or at three five nine because he clearly has an absolute disdain. Yeah, they they kind of portray him as a bit of a dick in this first episode but yeah i'm sure there's going to be more to him and his story well the thing is he is a dick mm-hmm. he is a dick but at the same time i understand why he is so fucked off about certain things because it's like no seven disobeyed orders she oh yeah i understand like, too. Wait, I, I guess exactly. that and... is one of the few maybe good bits of writing you could argue i i could argue. and and he wasn't an absolute tool straight away. Like uh, Riker and Picard come on board, go like, okay, then we're going to set a course for outside of Federation space. And he's like, no, fuck off. Yeah. No, no, we're not doing that because like two old farts come on board and tell me to do it. Yeah. So I, I under, even though I do, he did come across for me as an absolute dickhead. Yeah. I could understand his reasoning behind things. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, if it was Picard, he would have done the same. Yeah, Picard wouldn't have taken uh, that shit, even though 
Like they're, Hang they're on, I think some sort of strange up. little beetle is controlling this man in his brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, no, I I also, I enjoyed the, uh, as I said, like, like the scene of Picard and Riker approaching the Titan and getting the ship come shots. Yeah, um, yeah, there definitely was flashbacks to numerous Trek things. Uh, w- oh yeah, that. because it's like when we when we first meet um, Geordie's daughter, that for me had reminiscent feelings of Star Trek Generations when we got to meet Sulu's daughter. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so like that had those sorts of uh, feelings entailed. Though obviously we're probably going to get to meet. But her then a again, bit if more. I if if I wanted to moan about it, I could just say that they're just lifting, copy and pasting. But uh, but no, it it, oh, yeah. it it you know it is nice. You you can't deny it, I suppose. And I, I learned also, later that that is Lavar Burton's daughter as well, which is, is nice, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, they've exactly. done it that way. I um. I had uh, I had to smile at the scene of uh, Shaw had at such short notice given them the only room that they could, and yeah. uh, Ricard and Riker are sharing amusing. a bunk. Yeah, definitely amusing. Of course, of course, Riker called dibs on the top. Oh bunk. yeah, he's a top. <laughs> <laughs> Power. That's top. for sure. So yeah, no, and I really enjoyed all of the interactions between uh, Picard and Riker. I, I wish I could say I did. I, I, I really do, but it's just just those little things bugging me in the background, like, that's not Picard! Mm, like On, on yeah, different no, levels, I... not only in storyline is it not Picard, he's an android, but mm-hmm. like I just, I feel like Riker's Riker, behavior. but Picard is just like, that's not the Picard I know. I know he's older. I know he's much older than he would be. So there's an argument that like he could have changed. But I don't know. I he's, just... he's much more beaten down now. Mm. Um, I think I think also... partly also, like you ruined this episode for me with the whole uh, "we're not Labradors" comment. So that's in the back yeah. of my mind the whole time I'm watching. Like I'm not a Labrador. Stop fucking jangling those keys in front of my face. <laughs> I've just got that in my head. Like I didn't want to. It just just happened. Maybe okay. Maybe I maybe I'm not a Labrador, but maybe I'm like a cross, like a Labradoodle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I um. Also, one scene that I had to uh, I text Matt about uh, it was like when. I'd seen it, uh, but I knew that you was away, so I didn't bother. But I was like, ah, at least Eagle Moss has got a second wind in the 25th century. Because in the bar where Riker's uh, getting a drink and for Federation Day, they are like like selling models of different ships. And he's like, why is there so many Enterprises? It's like they're they're all the Eagle Moss ships. (laughs) Yeah. They're literally all of the Eagle Moss ships. And I was like, oh, Eagle Moss are doing well in the 25th century. Yeah. So it made me laugh. Yeah, they, they... Made me laugh. The bartender's just calling. Oh, you mean the fat one? Yeah. <laughs> no one wants the fat one. Yeah. 
Poor D. Yeah. We we all love the D. But she, yeah, she's very wrong. Yeah. Or centuries yeah, before she's... she'd be very wrong. Yeah. If they were selling them nowadays. It's the other way around. Every everyone would be taking the D. Well, you you sure. know that when you go to the conventions and you've got the Eagle Moss sellers, and it's like mm-hmm. you can't find any of the uh, the main TV show ships, but dozens of mm-hmm. alien ships. Can't remember where the hell you saw them. Well, I can't. No, no, exactly, and that's that's the thing when you. you with the Eagle Moss collection, once they were getting towards like past like issue fifty or so, and they like at that point issuing out ships that had been on one episode. Yeah, it's like they don't have the same impacts for me as no like, the the classic ship designs. I but, appreciate what um, they they do. Like it, it's very cool, and for those out there that really dig it, like I'm I'm happy for them as well. Mm-hmm. To have that stuff, but just yeah, I just yeah, it just not me to go that deep with that stuff. Yeah, personally, no. Well, I, yeah, that's not who we are. Yeah, like we're not. Really I'm trying to put it politely. I'll, I'll just, I'll just at least say I've not got the shelf space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. but if I was to go around someone else's house and they're like, "Oh, look, dude, I've got every shit," I, I would still be like, "That's very cool," but it's just, mm-hmm. it's just not for me. No, there are probably some ships that have been in just like one episode that I might get that I'm like, "That is a cool ship." I, I know what but... I would like and what I wouldn't. I only, I only uh, have the one uh, Star Trek, which is the uh, Defiant. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's Eagle Moss or not, but I've got the Orville as well. It looks yeah, like it's it Eagle wasn't. Moss. It was. Yeah, I've got it as well. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, no, mine's in arm reach as well. I... Are we sharing Orville? Yes. Yeah. Are we sharing Orville? Do sound, uh, sound effects, because people can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we like? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i think um gen- when you're talking about phases i think generally phases in newer trek have kind it's of not that up that it's they've... not that big a deal but i i don't know it's no, just, it it's, just it's not that big a deal i'm i think it's funny that they've gone back to gun shapes phases rather than mm-hmm. phaser type phases yeah but that it, but that's not a deal breaker for me within this. It's not, but it just it, it just made me feel like you're doing this for a Star Wars audience again, aren't you? You're doing mm-hmm. this for people who were like, oh, I I kind of remember that Star Trek show. Can't remember if I watched yeah. it or not, but like, oh, that's cool. That's like Star Wars, and it's like, well, but this isn't Star mm-hmm. Wars. That that's just where my brain went. Yeah. But it it no, it's not a big deal. Um. Yeah. So no, I think I definitely did enjoy the episode. Good. I- I'm um, glad that loads of people have, and it might be able to win me over with time. But yeah, like I'm mm-hmm. at a four or five if I'm gonna rate it for that one. If I was going to be harsh on it, I think I'd say seven point five. Mm. But but the thing is, I'm eagerly anticipating. Uh, 
how the rest of I, the series will I will, will watch go. the whole of this one. Um, at at, at, at well, this time, I'm willing to watch the whole thing. I nearly watched episode two tonight before we recorded, but I just thought I knew we were going to be talking about episode one, so I just thought I'll I'll do it tomorrow, so I can just concentrate on this episode and and just speak how I felt yeah. about just seeing that on its own. I couldn't uh, fit it in to watch it yesterday, but I watched it this morning. Oh right! But but funnily enough. Uh, Paramount Plus had a bit of a fuck up by all accounts because uh, for some reason because it's getting released on both um, Amazon Prime and Paramount Plus over here in the UK. Yeah, it's odd that. And for some reason, I'd read the posts online, and then uh, that there was something wrong with the quality of episode two. Like it had uh, been uploaded and like all distorted or shit. Oh. So like the quality of it wasn't good. So Paramount actually removed it for the majority of the day because I looked at like, I went to watch it initially at about eight o'clock on Friday night and it wasn't on Paramount Plus. So I looked and uh, like started watching the first couple of minutes on Amazon Prime. Mm. So, but then uh, I didn't have time in the end because I got busy. So I, when I went back on this morning, it was on Paramount Plus. They had a bit of a big fuck up that the second episode wasn't on there. Ah, it's dodgy, isn't it, for such a big platform? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect that. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't at all. So I think that about does it, mate. So uh, before we go, I just want to. Thank the patrons, Sven, Neil, Mike, Scarlett, and Darren. Uh, we really appreciate all your support. Uh, it helps keep the website going, trekmate.org.uk. It certainly does, mate. And if you want to be as cool as our amazing patrons and help support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash trekmate, where you'll be able to get access to a minimum of four Patreon-exclusive podcasts every year, as well as our back catalogue of Patreon podcasts, which are up there right now. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at trekmate1701 at gmail.com or find us on all of our social media platforms, which are facebook.com forward slash trekmate1701, tiktok.com forward slash at trekmate1701, twitter.com forward slash trekmate1701, instagram.com forward slash trekmate1701, and youtube.com forward slash at trekmate. And don't forget to join the conversation over at Discord by heading to trekmate.org.uk and click on the Discord link at the top of the page. And remember to whack on those notifications for when you're getting mentioned within the Trekmate group because then that will pop up. Uh, Because that's what I've got set up so I can answer you guys as quickly as possible. So thank you everyone for listening. I've been Wayne Emery. I have been Jude Hawkins. And that? is track mate. Captain's log, stardate 41153.7. Our destination is planet Deneb 4, beyond which lies the great unexplored mass of the galaxy. This is 
Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. Hey! Get off hey! my bridge! Hey! Hey! Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so. Hello, everybody. Oh, welcome. sorry. Start again, Jude. <laughs> I was talking. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you right? Right. Welcome, TrekMate. Another fucking week. <laughs> In track history. <laughs>
Oh, I suppose that's got to go in the bloopers now. <laughs> yeah. now, you want us, now you want us to have bloopers in there. Yeah. It should make you. I was going to say, now yeah. that Jude's had a good moan about one thing, Jude's going to moan about another thing, but we're, we're not. We're, we're doing these other things first. Yes. yes How we long are we recording? Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll try and be done by two. Two! <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs>